you are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. So we are, again, we are in our final, final week of our series, Love Song, and uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. Um, our theme verse for this series, in fact, is found in Song of Solomon, chapter 1, and it goes like this. This is Solomon's Song of Songs. So perhaps a better translation of this book is Song of Songs. We know that in 1 Kings it says that King Solomon wrote 1,005 songs, and out of 1,005 songs, this is like the best song that he wrote. And so this is Solomon's Song of Songs, more wonderful than any other. And uh, there's three characters that, that will speak in this passage. We have King Solomon, we have his now wife, and then we have a group of people who, who from afar are always admiring how Solomon and his wife uh, interact and love each other. So this is the wife speaking. Uh, she says this, kiss me and kiss me again. You know it's going to be a great series when it starts off with that. For your love is sweeter than wine. So basically what she's saying is, Solomon, there's something about you, something, there's something about you that you can love so well. That, that you, you know how to treat people. That's the theme for this series that we've been on. Like, we want to learn how to treat people well. And our relationships, friendships, marriage, whatever relationship that we want to, we want to love well. He, she goes on to say, how fragrant your cologne. Your name is like it's spreading fragrance. No wonder all the young women love you. Come on. So she's like, Solomon, there's something about you. When you walk into the room, there's a fragrance that people smell. You ever been around those people that just, they just put it on the cologne, like they just visit Macy's and then they walk out and, and, and they just like, it trade, like it follows them, you know? This is, what, this is what she's saying. There's something about you that when you walk into a room, Solomon, things change. People notice that you're here and, and that's really the hope and the goal of this series that we can love so well that when we walk into a room, people are like, wow, something's different about this person. Something's different about her. Something's different about him. And so uh, we, we've been on this journey from the first time that Solomon noticed her. That was week one. Then he was attracted to her, so he asked her out on a date. That was week two. Week three, we kind of bypassed the wedding and we went straight to the honeymoon night. That was interesting. <laughs> week four, last week, they had their first fight. And so we looked at how do we, how do we fight well? Like, because conflict is inevitable, but you can grow from conflict. If you didn't listen to that message, that was probably my favorite one. So that's on, um, on our podcast. And then this week, we're learning at how, how we can just love, have a long-lasting love. And so um, because this is a relationship series, we had a couple ground rules that I'm going to go over real quick. The first one is this. Uh, Listen for yourself and not for someone else. So it's very, very easy in a relationship for, for me to say something and you're like, yeah, and elbow like your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Do you hear that? You're doing it wrong. Like, we, we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to do that. We want you to listen for yourself. Uh, the second thing is, is uh, with, with anything really that you read in, in, in Scripture, in the, in, in the Bible, Sometimes it's very easy to read a passage and to be like, oh, man, I already messed up there. I already, I, already, I already failed at this. 
And so what we want you to do is, is, is to filter this message from this day forward. So I don't care what you did in the past. We're starting brand new, starting this day forward. Jesus makes all things new. And, and so I want you to listen through, to this message through the lens of hope. I don't care if you've been through 17 divorces. We're going to get this one right. Amen, somebody. And so, uh, so without further ado, let me pray, and then we will jump right in. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to, to be here today, God. And, and God, let us never take for granted this opportunity that we have uh, to come together and to worship and, and, and to just get to know you better, God. Father, we know all what happened in New Zealand, God, in that, that house of worship, Father. And so right now, God, we just want to pray for those that have been affected by it, families and friends. And God, you are the Prince of Peace. You are our peace. And so we ask that some way, somehow, that you would just give them peace right now. God, we don't take this next 30 minutes for granted. God, we want to lean in. And we want to hear what you want to say to our hearts, God. And so I pray, Father, that you would speak to us, that we would leave here changed, God. We, nobody has an hour and ten minutes to waste, God. And so could you just help us to leave here different, not for our own benefit, but so that you can change, so that we can change the world. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say Amen, amen. So I'm married, and for those of you that are married, maybe, maybe even those of you that are just in a relationship, it always seems that there is one person in the relationship who is very generous. They love sharing. They, they love uh, when you're at a restaurant, they don't mind sharing their, their food with you. But then you always have that other person of the party, that person who is like, don't touch it. I'll cut you. Right? Like, it just, it's inevitable. Well, don't, don't hold this against my wife, but um, in our relationship, I am that person who is very open and very free. And if, I, if I'm eating something and my wife is looking at it, I'm like, babe, it's yours. You, like, I'll trade. Like, that's just me. That, that's just me. My wife, on the other hand, she will take her steak knife, slice your wrist off, and like she, she won't even, she'll just go back to eating. Like that's just, that's my wife. She, she doesn't, she's not big on sharing. She's never understood that sharing really is caring. And so, <laughs> so, so we will pray for her at the end of our worship experience. Uh, today. But anyways, okay, so I'm telling you this. We were, we, were, we were at the store. I don't know about you, but whenever I go to a place where there's going to be a lot of people, I need to have like mints or, or gum or something. I've had a bad experience when someone told me like I have bad breath when I prayed for them. So that, that's just kind of my go-to. So we were going to an event, uh, and we stopped off, we stopped off at, at, at a convenience store, and I, I, grabbed, uh, I grabbed like little Tic Tacs, a little thing of Tic Tacs. And my wife grabbed some gum. And she's like, babe, are you sure you don't want to get gum? I was like, yes, I'm, I'm 100% sure I don't want gum. Thank you. And we left, okay? So um, I'm, eating, I'm, I'm eating my little Tic Tacs, and, and I'm realizing that it's not giving me the freshness that, I, that I'm yearning for, you know, that I'm longing for. Like, it's just not doing its thing. And so, so we're, we're sitting down, we're in, we're in a church service, and I lean over. I'm like, babe, can I, can I have one of your pieces of gum? 
She's like, sure. I was like, whoa, come on. So she gave me a piece, right? And I'm chewing it. Like 30 minutes pass. Like I can't chew gum if it loses its flavor. And if you chew it too much and it gets really soft and mushy, my wife, she can chew one piece of gum for days. I'm not that person. So I lean over to her and I'm like, babe, can, can I get another piece of gum? And she's like, I just gave you a piece. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, she's like, yes, here. And so she gives, she gives me the piece of gum. Okay. I'm chewing it again. And uh, I, I, it loses its flavor again. And I, I take it out and I'm like, this is, I'm like, babe, <laughs> God is my witness. She, I said, babe, can, can I get a piece of gum? And she's like, I just gave you one. I'm like, please, please. No, I just, and she didn't give me a piece of gum. We left, we left, and, I, and I, I, I'm kind of just a little bothered, like, like I paid for the gum, right? Like, that is neither here nor there, though. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, like, why didn't you give me a piece of gum? She's like, because I gave you three or two pieces already, and you keep wasting my gum. I'm like, wasting your gum? I'll buy you more gum. I'm like, and, 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 and so we were talking about this, and she was like, why don't you just chew one piece? And I said, well, I don't chew one piece because when it loses its flavor, like it's just gross, and I just, I, I'm over it. And I just want to like toss it away, and I want to get something brand new. And she, she said something along the lines to me is this. She said, you need to learn, you need to learn to enjoy the piece of gum that you have. <laughs> That's what we argue about, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I was thinking about this. I was thinking specifically about what she said and, and, and about my approach to gum. And, and I began to think about how very easy it is when it comes to relationships to have the same mindset that I have towards gum. Like, I love it when it's fresh. I love it when it's full of flavor. But the moment it gets old, the moment I'm kind of, it loses its flavor, the moment it's not making me as excited as it was when I first put it in my mouth, I think it's very easy when it comes to relationships. We're like, what's next? What's new? This ain't working for me. And I think this mindset, it, it works not just in dating, not just in marriage, not just in parenting, but specifically what I want us to, to focus in on this morning is how this mindset can affect our relationship with Jesus. And so this morning, I want us, we're going to be looking at four mindsets that that I believe that if we can apply to our lives, that, that it won't just help us in other relationships, but it'll help us in our relationship with Jesus. This idea that, that even when it feels like it's getting old, that we'll stick with it. Even when it feels like I'm over this, I'm willing to put it, stick with it and put it through. And so we're going to be looking at the last two chapters of Song of Solomon 
And we're starting off in verse 1. Again, if this is your first time here in the book of Songs of Solomon, it, it gets a little awkward at some points, but uh, I will try to navigate through that. So here we go. Chapter 7, verse 1, our last two chapters. This is the guy speaking. He says this, how beautiful your sandaled feet. Let's pause there. Let's think about this idea of your feet. He's like, your feet are so beautiful. Feet are ugly. Feet are nasty. And I'm afraid, I apologize if this is you, but the toes that look like fingers... Like, that is just, but, but here's what he's saying. He says, how beautiful your sandaled feet. They're amazing. What, what he's really saying is this, like, my love for you has matured. He's saying, I now have fallen in love with things on you, about you that I never noticed before. See, they're in a new season of life right now. From when we last left them till now, they're in a different place. Their time has progressed. They're in a new, they're at a new level in the relationship. He goes on to say, oh, princess daughter, your graceful legs are like jewels, the work of an artist's hands. Now, during this time period, there was no such thing as Daisy Dukes or short skirts, okay? The only time a person would see someone's legs would be husband and wife when, when, when they were consummating their marriage. And so he's, he's saying this, he's saying there are things about you that no one else sees that I treasure. I almost see that as him talking about her character. There are things in your life that go far beyond the physical. There's something inside. There's something, there's something about the way that you act, your character, that is amazing, that, that's beautiful, that no one else sees. Next verse. And so he, he, he continues to compliment her like this for 10 verses. And then he gets to, to verse, I believe, 11. To verse 11. And, and now, now she's speaking, okay? So he complimented her for 10 verses. And now she takes the mic and she's like, let me go. She says this. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. So she's, she's saying, remember, this, this is a matured couple now. She's saying... Hey, let's pack our bags, let's head down to Napa, let's get a nice B&B, &B, and let's just hang out and relax and get to know each other. She says, let us spend the night in the villages. Verse 12. Then she says this, let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates Pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. Now, now let's think of, of, of those words, bloomed and opened and blossomed. Now, typically, when those things happen, the season is what? Spring, right? And so, so she's, she says at the very beginning, she says, I know that we're early, so they're not yet in spring, 
But she's like, hey, let's, I know that we're early, but let's go and check to see if these things have blossomed, have bloomed. Let's, let's go to the countryside and let's go see. What is she saying? She's saying, hey, I want to get away with you. And I know that we're in a different season in life. I know that we're not the young, the young couple that we once were. I know that we're a little older now. But basically she's saying this, let's go off so that we can grow together. So that we can reach a different level. So that we can mature in our relationship. What is she saying? She, she's, she's giving us this, the blueprint, the idea that you are never too old to grow. In your relationships, you are never too old to, to go and get an Airbnb somewhere and to invest. Like, listen, we talked about this, I think, in, work t- in week two, specifically towards marriage, that marriage is spelled W-O-R-K. Work, 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 work. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And so she's saying, hey, let's grow together. Let's, let's, we're different seasons, but let's just continue to, to, to get to know each other. Then we, we have our next verse, chapter 8. And this is the group of friends, okay? So, so, so Solomon, his wife, they're, they're, they, they went away. They're hanging out. This is the group of, of friends that, 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 that are the third character people. And, she, and they say this. Who is this coming from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? So it's as if Solomon and his wife are, are, are they're, they're walking and they're strolling and her, her head is on his shoulder and they're just walking and, and they're like, who is that? Woo, they love. Who is that? Who is that coming See, that is really the theme of our verse, or the theme of our, uh, of our series. This idea that when you come, people notice. And so even from afar, they, they're like, wow, look at those people. They, look how they love each other. Look, look, how they, look how they embrace. Like, and they're old, <laughs> and they're still The way that they loved each other. They go on to say, or excuse me, this is this is this is the woman. She says, Under the apple tree I roused you. There your mother conceived you. There she who was in labor gave you birth. What is she saying there? She's saying, Hey, even from the moment you were born, God knew you were all mine. He, he had you for me. Next, next verse. She says this. Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. So during this time period, they had, um, in order to, to show ownership, they would, they would melt wax and they would pour it on like, like an envelope. And someone would have like a signet ring or they'd have a necklace and they would, they would, put their imprint of their, of their ring on, on there and it'd make a seal. And, and basically the seal, what it was saying, it was signifying this idea that, that this came from me. This is all mine. 
And so what is she saying there? She's saying, Solomon, I'm all yours. I'm with you forever. I'm all yours, Solomon. She goes on to say, for love is as strong as death. That's actually where we got in our wedding vows, right? For richer or poor, for sickness and health, probably got that mixed up. Till death do us part. She's saying right here, she's like, the only way we're going to separate is I'm going to have to die. The, it's jealousy under unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Now, in Jewish culture, they don't do this now, but what they would do is they, dur during a wedding ceremony, they would get an animal, they would slice it up, they would put the animal, let's cut up pieces of the animal all over the floor, and what the, the, uh, the bride and the groom, what they would do is they would walk around, they would do a figure eight around the animals, the animal that was on the floor. And they would say, they would say something along the lines of, uh, what happened to this animal, let it happen to us if we ever separate. Come on, that is no bachelor. <laughs> And so here, here's our very first one. Lasting love. First mindset is this. Lasting love is permanent. Lasting love is permanent. And so remember, we're, we're looking at all phases of relationships, but specifically the relationship between us and Jesus. I, I know there's many people in here with many different backgrounds and different stories, and, and I don't claim to know your story or what you've gone through. Thank you. I, I thank God that from this day forward, right? From this day forward, you don't have to leave here feeling condemned. You don't have to leave here feeling discouraged from this day forward. But lasting love is permanent. Well, what does that mean, John? It's this idea that when I jump into this relationship with Jesus or with any relationship, I have the mindset that this is not a temporary thing. This is a permanent thing. This is what I'm doing. From, like, this, this is it. I think it's very easy, especially when it comes to relationships, uh, that, that a lot of us, I've done this plenty of times, where I go into the relationship thinking, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I have, actually, I have a buddy that was about to get, is, I think they, he did get married, um, but he, he was, I was like, bro, are you, are you sure you want to, like, get married? You kind of just met her, right? And, and he's like, no, man, I'm, I love her. I was like, cool. And, I, and, I, and so I was just trying to be like the good friend, right? Like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I love her. And, and we'll just see how it goes, right? I'm like, no. No, like the mindset has to be this forever with our relationship with Jesus it's very easy when we come in here on a Sunday morning and great music and the message eh, and we're like you know we're like we're like whoa Jesus and then we do a, like a salvation call like what we'll do at the end like hey if you're here and you want to 
you want to make a decision right, to, to follow Jesus, raise your hand and we're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes, right? Like, <laughs> and it's great, like, but this idea, like, no, I have, when, when, when I make a decision, I have to go like, hey, I'm choosing today. This is through hell and high water, I'm making a decision that no matter what, this is permanent. And it's, it's interesting because Jesus, this is actually how he loves you. I think that is very easy, especially if you grew up in church. It's very, it's very easy to, to think that, that God's love for you is temperamental. It's temporary. That God loves me when I do good, but when I don't, he retracts his love from me. There could be nothing further from the truth. Jesus' love for you is not temporary. It's permanent. In fact, in fact, it says in Scripture that while we were still sinners, do you know what that means? It means that while you were still jacked up, while I was still jacked up, you know what that means? It means while I was still clubbing, he died for me. It had nothing to do with what I did. It's everything to do with how Jesus loves me. And he loves me in such a way that it's permanent. That no matter what I do, he will never love me any less. And that idea of what, I feel like I can just spend the rest of this time on this idea because just know that he loves you. But his love transforms you. That's what I need you to know. His love transforms you. So it, it doesn't just keep you with what you're struggling with, what you're dealing with. His love actually draws you out of it so that you can move forward and press on. Listen, and we reciprocate that love. Long-lasting love is permanent. I love Jesus, and it's permanent. It ain't temporary. Let's keep going. Because I'm running out of time, like always, I know. <laughs> uh, verse 7, uh, this, is, this is the woman speaking, the wife. She says, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. What is she saying there? Nothing can come between my love. Nothing. Nothing. Here's number two. Lasting love is persevering. Lasting love is persevering. Uh, have you guys ever talked on the phone with DMV before? So <laughs> You laugh because you know what I'm talking about. So I should have rephrased that. I, sh I should have said, have you ever been on hold <laughs> with DMV? And the other, the, it was about a couple months ago, I had to call DMV and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I tried to call right when they opened and uh, they lied to me. They said, you are number one in line. I'm like, oh, praise God, you know. <laughs> and like that, that number one line like kind of lasted for a long time. I'm looking at 20 minutes have passed. I'm like, oh, my gosh. 25 minutes is bad. 
You are number one in line. And then I don't know about you. Uh, you're probably better than me. But like at, at one, eventually, like I'm looking at, and I'm like, 25 minutes, 30 I start like, I start bowing up to like the phone, right? Like I'm like, I'm like, you better pick up or I'm going to hang up on you. Right? Pick up! Like, <laughs> and then you start like acting tough. Like if, if they don't pick up, like I'll do it. Like I don't even care. I, I got time to, like, I will hang up on you, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and one time I got to the place where I was about to do it, and I was like, oh, but I waited so long. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to wait longer. No, but then they got the power over you, John. That's right. <laughs> I'm into the system, right? And I'm, like, and I'm about to hang up, and no, no, no. And I was literally like, and the reason why I didn't hang up, the reason why that I persevered through the long time waiting was because I understood the value of my time and what I've already placed inside of it. Here's the deal. Long lasting love is persevering only when you understand the value of what you're waiting for. You got to protect your investment. You got to protect your investment when it comes to relationships. You 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 gotta you gotta per, you gotta protect your investment. You gotta know that man. I put time and sweat and money into this relationship, and, and you gotta protect your investment. I know nobody who who just throws an investment away. That they that that is easy for them. Does that make sense? Like, you got to protect your investment. Because when you can learn, when you can value, let's go to spouses. When you can value your spouse, and even if you don't see what you want to see yet, when you value it, you understand, hey, it's a rough time right now, but I'm going to push through. Because I understand the value of this person. Let's put it into the focus of what we're talking about today, a relationship with Jesus. For those of you that have uh, been a Christian for any stretch of time, you know that the moment that you make a decision to follow Christ, you all of a sudden do not become immune to chaos. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't say, Jesus, come into my life, and then, like, no problems happen. False. But you got to have this decision. you got to understand the value of your relationship with Jesus. And let it be so much so that you can say, even when it's rough, Jesus, I understand the value that you bring to my life, and I'm pushing forward. Jesus, I understand the value that you bring, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep moving forward. And so number two, lasting love is persevering. Let's go to verse eight. This is the friends talking. The group of, of friends. We have a little sister and her breasts are not yet grown. So let's pause there. Basically, this is just an awkward way of them saying, we've known her since she was young, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. What shall we do for our sister on the day she is spoken for? So they're talking about her marriage. Like, what, like what should we do? What gift, what registration item should we purchase at Target for our sister. 
Then they go, they're like, oh, I have an idea. If she is a wall, we will build towers of silver on her. If she is a door, we will enclose her with panels of cedar. What are, what are they talking about? They're, they're, they're saying this. We're going to protect her. We're going to be there for her. Here's number three. Long-lasting love is protective. Long-lasting love is protective. You need people, I need people that help us, that protect our relationship, that let us know, hey, this relationship that you have, it's probably not the best for you, or to talk you out of doing something, anything dumb in their relationship. I had a friend, my first girlfriend I ever had, I was so excited for my best buddy to, to meet her. And, and so we, we caught up, and, um, and, 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 and so we had lunch, and, you know, whatever. I was just so excited. She left. I talked to my buddy. I was like, what did you think? I was excited. So excited. He said, uh, I don't like her for you. And then I got offended. Well, you're just jealous. <laughs> you don't know my story. <laughs> She's amazing. And I think if we're not careful, when it comes to, to protection, being protective, it's very, we can very easily allow protection to seem like restriction. And so, so the very people that are trying to protect us from things and situations and people, it's very easy when it doesn't align with what we want to be like, you're not protecting me, you're just restricting me. You don't want me to be happy. But what if, what if, what if they had good intentions for a relationship? In our relationship with Jesus, check this out. Like, we need people in our lives to, to tell us, hey, probably shouldn't be doing that. And we can't be like, you're just, you just don't want me to have fun. They're protecting us, but we think they're restricting us. You need people in your life who are telling you, hey, you probably shouldn't date that knucklehead. You need people in your life who call you up and be like, hey, I missed you at church today. Where were you? Oh, it got quiet there. We need people in our lives, hey, I missed you at small group last night. Where, you okay? Why are you checking up on me? You don't trust me? Shut up, man. Like, come on, it's not restriction. It's protection. And we need it in our relationships. If we are to have a long-lasting love with Jesus. We got to have people in our lives that protect us. Let's keep moving. And then we're going to end. Verse 10, this is a woman. She says this. It's, this is, it's a response to what the group said. So they're like, we will build you a wall. This is, we're going to protect you. She goes like this, I am a wall. <laughs> she says, I am a wall, and my breasts are like towers. Let's explain. 
She's like, I'm a chair now. No, she didn't. That. <laughs> Let's just end right there. Father, we love you. <laughs> she's saying, she's saying, I am a wall. She, she said, she's basically saying this. I appreciate your protection. I need it. But I'm also doing things to protect myself. So, so she says, I am a wall. And she says, my breasts are like towers. She said, she's saying, they're untouchable. They're unreachable. So I know you're worried for me, and I appreciate that, and I'm going to listen to you. But know that I'm doing everything I can in my power to make sure that I'm protected myself. See, and I think this is very, very vital in our relationship. See, because as your pastor, I can preach till I'm blue in the face about Jesus loving you and what you need to do. And I can give you 10 steps on how to change your heart and, and five steps on how to have great relationships. And, and I can do all that until I'm blue in the face. But until you actually say, okay, I'm going to do it now. Until you say, I got you, pastor, but I'm a wall too. And my breasts are towers. Like, nothing will happen. I've learned that change doesn't happen by someone forcing it. Change happens when you decide it. And so she's saying like, hey, I appreciate it, but I'm but I'm going to protect myself as well. Thus I have become in his eyes like one bringing contentment. Now that Hebrew word contentment is the word shalom. Here's what shalom means. Peace. So she said, I have become in his eyes a person that is bringing peace to him. Here's number four and then we're done. Lasting love is peaceful. Where does peace come from, John? Jesus. It says in the book of Isaiah, it says that, that Jesus is the prince of peace. So that means that he, he doesn't just give peace, but he is peace. It says also in scripture, it says uh, something along the lines of that it's peace that surpasses all understanding. So it's this idea that you can be going through the craziest thing in your life. And people can look at you and be like, yo, how are you being so peaceful right now? And you can be like, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I just am. So what is this all about? Number four is all about this. Learning to place peace at the center of your life. You want a great relationship for those of you that are married? Build it on Jesus. You want a great relationship with your kids? Center it around Jesus. Building a foundation on Jesus because he is our prince of peace. He is not just the giver of peace, but he is peace. He is your peace. Verse 11. And this is it. This is, guys, this is it. This is the final, final curtains. 
to our book, our eight-chapter book that we just read. So be sad. I'm just kidding. Nobody's sad. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, Solomon had a vineyard in Balham. He let out his vineyard to tenants. Each was to bring for its fruit a thousand shekels of silica. Now, I want to refresh your memory. Week one, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Solomon's wife, who wasn't his wife yet, she didn't feel attractive. And the reason she didn't feel attractive was because her brothers forced her to work in the fields. And so she said that I was never able to work on myself because I was always working on the fields. This is a full circle. Guess what? The fields that she worked on, Solomon owned. But my vineyard is mine to give. The seven or the thousand shekels are for you, Solomon. And 200 are for those who tend its fruit. She, what she's doing right there is she, she the, 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 the crop that they would sell off, the money that she got, she gave to her, part of it to her husband, right? And then she had, a, she had other, the other portion, and what she was doing here is she was giving it to her brothers. Well, that's crazy. Like the very ones that force you to work in the fields, like you're, 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 why is she doing that? What she was doing in this moment is she was honoring her brothers. Why would she be honoring him, John? Because she understood that if her brothers never forced her to work in the field, Solomon would have never noticed her from afar. And if Solomon never noticed her from afar, they would have never been married. And if they never were married, she would have never owned. Do you see what I'm... She's saying, hey, I know the situation in that moment stunk. But if I was able to press through long enough, I could see it come to full circle that what I hated in the moment has now become my blessing. I want to tell you this morning, then we're going to close, I promise you. Whatever you're going through, God can take it. And I know it stinks. I know it sucks. But he can take what you're going through. And if you keep pushing through and pressing forward, he wants to take what the enemy tried to use as evil. And turn it around for good. So that you can see, hey, this is God's hand in my life over my situation. I may not have seen it back then, but I see it now. So good. I feel like if I could preach myself down, I would right now. It's amazing what's happening right here. Full circle. He goes on to say, you who dwell in the gardens with friends and attendants, let me hear your voice. He still is just so sweet to her. And he ends with this, or she ends with this. She says this, come away, my beloved, and be like a gazelle 
but like a young stag on the spice made in mountains. It's this picture of them getting hands, holding hands, and they're just walking off in the sunset. They've been through so much. I think that's like us here this morning. I don't know what you've gone through, what you're going through. And I know you're like, man, this guy up there has some nerve to say that my situation can work out for the better. But yes, I do believe that. And I am saying that, and I'm speaking that over your life this morning. your relationship with Jesus would be one because walk off in the sunset and you know that he's yours and you are his and that no matter what you can ever do he will never love you less no matter your past he'll never love you less no matter what you think you did that could push him away he'll never love you less he loves you wholeheartedly and has a relationship that he wants to grow with you and to be with you. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.